Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Universe and You, the show where I get to tell you something awesome about the universe we live in. So, just a few quick formalities before we dig into the meat of this episode. My name is Billy. As Peter had mentioned in the previous episode, he and I would be collaborating on this podcast to bring you weekly episodes, and we'll be switching each week. So this week is an episode I put together, and next week will be one of his, and so on. Now, with that out of the way, please sit back, relax, and let me blow your mind with some crazy facts about the universe we live in. On this week's episode, we are going to be discussing some interesting planets, and what we have found so far is absolutely amazing. As I give the names of these extraterrestrial bodies, I urge you to try to find some pictures or artist renditions of the planets and their systems, because they are just stunning. Now, in our own solar system, the hottest planet is Mercury. This is due to the close proximity to our Sun, which is approximately 57,970,000 kilometers away. The average day on Mercury averages out to be about 430 degrees Celsius, which is 806 degrees Fahrenheit. That is nothing in comparison to a planet known as Kelt 9b. Kelt 9b is a Jupiter-type gas giant that orbits its star, Kelt 9, significantly closer than Mercury is to our own sun. Unfortunately, scientists are unable to measure exactly how close the planet is to its star, but they know it circles its host every one and a half days in comparison to Mercury, which orbits our sun every 88 days. Scientists estimate that the temperature of Kelt 9b is somewhere in the range of a whopping 4,300 degrees Celsius, or about 7,772 degrees Fahrenheit. Unfortunately, Kelt 9b is shriveling up due to the intense heat as molecules in its atmosphere are breaking down into their constituent atoms and burning off. With talking about extreme heat, we have to talk about extreme cold. The coldest planet we have discovered, and this is quite a mouthful, is OGLE 2005BLG390LB. That name again is OGLE 2005BLG390LB. The average temperature is just 50 degrees above absolute zero, which is negative 223 degrees Celsius or a bone chilling negative 369.4 degrees Fahrenheit. And just a brief aside, when we talk about absolute zero, this has to do with measuring temperature in Kelvin, which honestly is a topic for another episode. The nasty chill of this planet isn't actually due to the distance between it and its host star, which is somewhere between the distance in which Mars and Jupiter are from our sun, but the fact that this planet orbits a low-mass cool star known as a red dwarf. And in keeping with the theme of extremes, the next planet we're going to talk about is the largest planet we have found so far. Before we talk about our next planet, we have to talk briefly about a very odd type of celestial body. What makes a star a star is the fact that they can sustain a fusion reaction, turning hydrogen into helium, giving off immense amounts of energy in the forms of light and heat. They can do this due to their mass. Stars maintain this constant smashing of atoms due to the strong gravitational force. Now, I want you to imagine a celestial body so massive that at its core, it can produce a similar type of fusion reaction, but not quite large enough to sustain this through the whole body and give off the same amount of energy. This is what's known as a brown dwarf. The celestial bodies are more massive than gas giants, but not quite massive enough to be classified as fully fledged stars. The rest of this topic is honestly way too complicated 
to not be given its own episode, so I'll just leave it at that. The largest planet we have discovered is Dennis P. J082303.1-4999. B, and we sometimes also be referred to by the equally ungraceful name 2MASS J0823031394 491202B. This planet has 28.5 times the mass of Jupiter, and it's highly debated as to whether or not it should still be classified as a planet or a brown dwarf. But in an ironic twist, this planet actually orbits a confirmed brown dwarf. After that behemoth, I think it's time to switch gears and discuss the smallest planet we have discovered, Kepler-37b. Kepler-37b is smaller than Mercury, but slightly larger than our moon, and approximately a third the size of Earth. And what makes this planet so interesting isn't just the size, but the fact that it could prove that small planets may be way more common than we believed. The first exoplanets discovered were giant, but as technology had advanced, we were able to see more and more of these smaller planets. The last planet we're going to talk about today is the oldest planet known to exist, otherwise known as PSR B1620-26b. This gas giant is two and a half times the mass of Jupiter and has been seemingly around forever. PSR B1620-26b is estimated to be about 12.7 billion years old, with Earth only being about 4.5 billion years old, and the universe being somewhere around 13.8 billion years old. Another interesting fact about this planet is that not only does it have two host stars, both rotating around each other, but it has outseen the lives of both. These are a neutron star and a white dwarf, which are the remains of a star after they have spent their fuel and exploded in a supernova. Moving away from planets, our next interesting celestial body is PSR J1841-0400. This star is located in the Scutum Centaurus, Latin for Centaur Shield, spiral arm of our galaxy, about 22.8 light years from the Sun. It's a pulsar star, the type of star whose spin causes its light to pulse. It spins every 0.9 seconds, which is pretty run-of-the-mill for pulsars, but what makes this pulsar so unique is that it just likes to disappear. I kid you not, this star just likes to vanish. When it was discovered, scientists studied it for just under a year, and right when they were about to conclude their research, it vanished. At first, they thought it was an equipment malfunction or something had failed when they realized the star basically just turned off. This is a process known as nulling. Pulsars emit radio waves as well as light, which is what allows us to see them, but when they go null, they stop emitting waves. We know of about 100 out of the 2,000 known pulsars to do this, but only for a few minutes to an hour. But this pulsar spent 580 days on break. And I don't know about you, but I sure could use a 580 day break now and then. Lastly, we're going to discuss a very greedy star, a star that stripped the outer layer of its partner, killing it to keep themselves alive. This may sound like a plot for some horror movie, but it is indeed something that has been discovered in our universe. It all starts with the discovery of a pulsar named PSR J1719-1438. After observing this pulsar, the motion of it suggested that it had a companion orbiting it. It turns out that this had been a binary system with two stars, PSR J1719-1438, and it had a brother, PSR J1719-1438. 
1438B, who will be referred to as the older and younger brother, respectively, as the proper names are honestly just very clunky and difficult. So the older brother went into supernova and left behind a dying pulsar. This dying pulsar then stripped the outer layers of its companion, leaving behind its carbon core, which had features that classify it now as a planet. As the older brother devoured its companion's outer layer, it began speeding up, giving it a rotation of 700 times per second. Now, the story doesn't end in tragedy, however. The size of the remaining planet is roughly the same size as Jupiter, but 20 times more dense. And being that the planet is composed of carbon and oxygen, the extreme pressure acting upon this high-density planet suggests that the carbon could have crystallized and formed a giant diamond. And not only that, but this is the densest planet we have ever discovered. So I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of The Universe and You, and I hope you enjoyed my first ever podcast, and I sincerely look forward to making more for your listening enjoyment. If you enjoyed, please share our show with your friends and go to Apple Podcasts, rate, subscribe, all that stuff from wherever you get your dose of podcasts. Our next episode will be out next Monday, December 31st, and will be about wormholes, just in time to bring in the new year. We also have a new email that you can reach out to us at signifyingnothingnetwork at gmail.com. Uh, that name again is signifyingnothingnetwork at gmail.com. I want to wish you all a happy holidays, and I hope you enjoy some time off to spend with friends and loved ones, and I want to say thank you again for listening. This has been The Universe and You by the Signifying Nothing Network, a tale told by idiots. Have a happy holidays and a good, existentially unimportant